There are so many practices out there for optimizing your health, for increasing your health. And there is a bunch of value in so many of them. But the fact of the matter is, there's so many, you don't know which ones are right for you. You don't have time to do them all. Some of them feel overwhelming and out of reach. Some of them are just plain confusing. Some of them don't interest you in any way. Some of them feel like a really good idea, but you don't really know how to do them or if you should do them or when you should do them. Let's provide some clarity today on eight dead simple ways that take five minutes or less. And actually all of them only take about one minute. There's just one that makes it that five minute mark. How we can improve our health in simple daily actions. Everyone has access to these things. It is not going to cost you an extra dime. And it is the difference between feeling fine and feeling good. Come on, friend. Welcome back to Well With Michelle, where we find a holistic approach to habits and discipline. It kills me when I see hardworking humans going after their desires without seeing those epic results. Let's shift that scramble, rushed, and overwhelmed day into effective action to get the thing done. We have big dreams and we plan to accomplish them in this community, while we also make space for all of life's little joys. Come on, friend, let's grow. Okie doke. This started as an Instagram post, but I am so passionate about how these simple eight actions can impact your life that I knew I need to share it on a pod episode and get a little bit more into the detail of why these work. Not only have these made a massive impact in my life, they've also made a massive impact in my clients' lives. So if you can take even one of these practices and apply them, I'm going to consider that a win because you truly deserve to feel good. And these are completely free. They take next to no time. And I trust that if you implement even one of these, you're going to see improvement with your life. Never mind if you go all in and implement eight out of eight. Now, some of them you might already be doing. Some of them might be new to you. If you don't have any of these on a practice yet and you do want to implement them, I'm going to suggest you just add in one at a time, build that habit, and then add on your second, third, fourth once you have a better grasp on really practicing the one. Remember, long-term sustainable change requires those micro actions. Try not to go balls to the walls always at first because that's when we tend to burn ourselves out or get bored or overwhelmed. Cool, let's jump into it. Morning light number one. Now let's go through the excuses and the resistance first as to why we can't get morning sun and then come and put some actionable steps as to how to work around that resistance. One, I don't have time. Perfect. Can you not wake up five minutes earlier? I'm not saying get up an hour earlier, anything crazy. Of course, you know that sleep is essential for your health. It's an absolute non-negotiable. Seven to eight hours is absolutely necessary for your optimal health. That being said, five minutes earlier can be the difference between you sleeping better to you being able to digest your food better, to more clarity, to better cognitive focus. There is so many benefits to this morning light exposure. All that needs to look like 
is five to 20 minutes. Now it depends what's going on with the sun outside. So personally, I live in Calgary, Canada. We have 300 days of sun a year. So it's really rare for us not to have a sunny morning. When you've got the direct sun, five minutes is more than enough. Get outside and get that eye, that sun. I wow, get that daylight directly into your eyeballs. Of course, come on, let's not have to put asterisks on this. We're not staring directly at the sun and burning our beautiful eyeballs. I'm going to let you know that how I work this into my busy schedule, how my clients like to work it into their busy schedule, and then see if this sparks an idea or if you want to just take an exact practice to work it into your morning. So personally for me, I work out first thing in the morning and then as I walk over to the office, I just stop at a little picnic table and with all of my bags, you know, it takes me next to no time and I just quickly stop at that picnic table, take five minutes to sit outside and then carry on my day. I get that light exposure in next to no time and I feel so much better for it. On the weekends, when I have more time, obviously I am out hiking. If you're not used to following me on Instagram, you will see all of my hiking shots. And um, I also like to work outside whenever possible. Another way that my clients like to do this. So one of my clients, she's a mom of two young ones. So she's made it the negotiable that they sit outside in, they have a kind of a covered patio area um, that they love to sit outside in the morning and she takes her kids out there they eat their breakfast out there they have their coffee out there if the kids are you know resisting breakfast that morning then they will do it playing toys whatever it looks like she is not super rigid about what it looks like but that first five to 15 minutes of their day is them outside non-negotiable instead of sitting around the kitchen table or in front of the tv anything like that just move it outside Another way that one of my clients loves to do it is they have shifted their schedule forward a bit and now they actually walk to work, which is accessible for them, whereas before they used to hop on the train. It's about a 25-minute walk and because they had that extra time where they were able to shift their entire day forward, they recognize that extra 25 minutes in the evening It was never used as something productive, right? They were either scrolling on social media or they were watching Netflix or, you know, whatever they were doing. It didn't cost them anything to shift their schedule forward. So just getting flexible about what it looks like. Another option for this is say you kind of get going really fast after your day. You don't feel like you have time immediately in the morning. The ideal time for this light exposure is between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., wherever you are in the world. So can you take your morning break at, you know, even 9.30 and go outside and go for a lap around the office building? My partner and I, we work at the same office, so we'll do that. We call them our Greyhound laps, and there's really no nice green space near our office, but we just walk around the parking lot. And no, of course, it doesn't sound super charming, but it gets that light exposure. It gets our eyes away from our computers for a bit, which is huge for maintaining your long-term eye health. And then it's an amazing moment for us to connect. I know not everyone has the privilege of working with their partner. Another one of the people that I work with, she goes around the block with the person she calls her work husband. (laughs) You know, take your friend, get your colleague. It helps when there's accountability to go around 
And I understand that these cold winter months are creeping up on us. I hear you loud and clear. It is uh, cold here in the winter in Canada, of course. So be aware, like, what can I do to make it more enjoyable? I know last year I finally just invested in a really expensive coat and it was freaking worth it. So what can you do? Can you bring gloves? Can you bring boots to switch out of your heels when you're at the office? Getting used to this habit and making it a non-negotiable. Maybe if it's warmer where you work, where you live, you can take office calls on as you walk around the parking lot or around the park if you're lucky enough to work near a, a park, a green space. Really do your best to work this into your routine. All right, number two ways, easy, easy way to 10x your health is nutrients stacking your food. So take the food that you already love and stack it. I originally learned this lesson when I started with a personal trainer and personally I choose to follow a vegan diet and a high protein one at that. So when I was first learning to do a high protein vegan, I don't like to eat a lot of processed crap or really I eat next to none. So You know, I didn't want to just eat a bunch of protein supplements. I wanted real food. And my trainer taught me about protein stacking. So instead of just having tofu at lunch, I would have tofu with edamame and texturized vegetable protein. All three of those things are excellent protein sources that would get me to my highest amount of protein that I was looking to gain every day. Now, I applied this to nutrient stacking because I had this, this realization One day while I was sitting in my classes, I studied nutrition and I thought nutrient stacking, and I'm sure I'm not the first person that came up with this. It was just when it occurred to me was how can you nutrient stack your foods? How can you sprinkle hemp seeds on foods that you already love? How can you add another layer of protein instead of just having one? Because with every type of food, they have a different nutrient profile. So to get that wider range is going to be mega impactful. All right, number three is practicing gratitude when you have a second in the day. So just, you know, a funny little practice that I chose to implement is anytime I hit a red light, I'm not the most patient person in the world in that I don't like to waste time. My day is very optimized. I'm naturally an extremely efficient person. So sitting at a red light to me just feels like it's 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 sucking precious moments out of my life. It's not that I need to get there faster. It's that I value the time that I have on this earth so much that I don't really want to spend it sitting at a red light. And I'm sure most of you would agree with me. And it's just doing that perspective switch of anytime that I hit a red light now, I go, thanks universe. Thanks for saving me from whatever was ahead of me that I wasn't supposed to meet today. Whether it was a car accident, whether it was a major delay, maybe it was a screw on the road that needed to be pushed off so I didn't get a flat tire, you know, whatever. Run wild with your imagination on that one. But just taking a moment to practice gratitude. Recognizing the tough things when they come, you know, like, yeah, this is a shit situation. I really do wish I had gotten that job that I applied for. But what did that interview teach me? Why did I not get it? And not in a judgmental way, but of a, where can I take this and learn to improve? Why was that role not a good fit for me? 
what better is coming towards me now that I have space for it because I didn't accept that rule. Shifting your mindset to this abundance of gratitude is not diminishing the struggles and the crap and the tough moments in life, but it's focusing on, hey, you know what? Something good came from that. There is a reason for everything. I'm a really strong believer in that. I actually did have that tattooed on top of my foot. Everything happens for a reason. But then I went over and I flew for Emirates as a cabin crew. And you're not allowed to have any tattoos. And I had to get my tattoo taken off. Oh my God, that hurts so bad. But I still strongly believe that everything happens for a reason. Even if I don't have it permanently put on my body anymore. (laughs) All right. Number four, I think I'm on. Debatable. Don't count me on which number we're on. Set a daily intention. Be clear on the human being you want to be that day. This is extremely impactful for your mental health for two reasons. One, when you set an intention for the day, you set that intention with your values. Today, I want to be patient. Today, I want to be courageous. Today, I want to accomplish X project. You are clearly telling yourself, this is who I'm going to be today because I value this. That way, you are acting in a clear direction and you are much more likely to be a step closer to your goals and a step closer to the human you would like to consistently be by the end of the day. Another reason this is so impactful for your mental health is even if things go off the rails or someone questions you for why you do what you do, you know you hold confidence in yourself that Yeah, you know what? I want to be this person, so I intentionally chose to take these actions today. You're going to feel more confident in yourself, so you're more likely to take action. You're going to feel more set in your values, so you are going to feel more calm. Setting your intention every day is just going to bring you down to a base of, yeah, I know who I am, and I know who I want to be, And I know the actions I'm taking to bridge the gap between those two things. All right, number five, food before coffee. Oh my goodness, your poor, beautiful gut. Your hormones, your mood, everything is based on the happiness of your gut. By rocking your body and your adrenals and your stomach and all of the beautiful gut microbiome in your body with coffee every morning, you are setting yourself up for failure. Can you just give yourself a little bit of nutrition first? Now, I hear this all the time that there you go, oh, I'm not hungry in the morning. I'm not someone who likes to eat in the morning. And I said the exact same thing to my traditional Chinese medicine doctor. And she said, okay, no problem. I hear that. Because personally, I like to work out first thing in the morning. So I work out at about 5 a.m. I'm not down to have a big breakfast before that. She said, what little thing can you do in the morning? Not that I'm having coffee first thing, but what little thing can you give your body first thing in the morning? So for me, what that looks like is I make a little chia pudding with like one tiny jar of chia pudding with protein in it and berries. 
and I eat that tiny little jar throughout the week. Like I literally mean one to two bites. You don't have to have an entire breakfast, but just put something in your stomach before you rock it with coffee. All right. Numero six, build your schedule around sleep, movement, and socialization. Coming from this place of making sleep, movement, and socialization an absolute non-negotiable is going to 10x your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, just all around. This is the definition of whole body health. Seven to eight hours every single night. Now, of course, we live in the real world. Some nights are going to be interrupted is what it is. Some of you are parents to young ones, is what it is. You do your best. But you know what? So many of the people I speak to, there is no reason for them to not be getting that sleep other than a lack of commitment to what their health requires. If you want to understand sleep on a deeper level, go look up Dr. Matt Walker. He has an amazing book. He has an amazing Instagram page. He has an amazing podcast. Just if you Google any of those things, they'll come right up. Or you go onto Instagram, they'll come right up. Strongly recommend if you want to see the weight that sleep has on your overall health, your mood, your energy, your ability to sustain weight, your ability to manage your blood sugars, your ability to manage your blood pressure, the the plaque in your brain, the way it builds up, the way you relieve stress, everything is tied to your sleep. I'm going to say this, if you are not prioritizing your sleep equally, if not more than your nutrition, your movement, and your mental health, you're working double as hard for half the results. I'll leave that there. Go the fuck to bed. (laughs) I say that with so much love. My first trainer had to drill this into me, like smack it into my head to the point where she would take away my workouts until I got my sleep on schedule because that was a great motivating factor for me because I love to work out. Go to sleep. Go, go, go to sleep. All right. Movement, obviously. Do you want a strong, healthy body that gets you through life? Do you want mental clarity? Do you want to be able to sit on the toilet when you're 80? Do you want to be able to run around with your nieces, your nephews, your kids? Do you want to be able to hike with friends? Do you want to be able to go on that pub tour bike ride and actually keep up without feeling like you're going to freaking die because you never move your body? What about setting an example for the munchkins around you? I, I This is such a big one for me since I've had nieces. Children do not absorb what we say. We absorb what we do. So if we are not showing up and loving our bodies in a way that supports their health, that nourishes them, it doesn't matter what you say to your kids. They are going to absorb what you do. If they see you never sitting down and eating a nutritious dinner with them, they are going to emulate that. This came up huge for me in therapy. Our parents made sure that we were so taken care of. We never went without of our basic needs met. We never went out with a beautiful home-cooked meal from mom for every single meal, right? We were, dad made sure that there was always, always, always food on the table, enough money for mom to go buy the groceries. Very fortunate. But I learned so much of my disordered eating habits came from never seeing my parents eat. I had no idea that adults ate until I was like 16. 
Isn't that insane? I, I thought I thought adults didn't need nourishment till dinner because I never saw my parents eat. They weren't doing that to hurt me or harm me. That was just their schedule. They didn't know the impact it was having on me as a young child that I didn't realize that one of the best ways to love yourself is to nourish yourself. So if you're not on board for getting your nutrition in check for yourself, do you maybe want to do it for someone around you? It's just something to consider. Now, that 85-year Harvard study that showed that social connection is the number one basis for health. I don't know. Are we going to argue with an 85-year Harvard study? I'm not. So who is around you? Who do you want to see more of? Who do you maybe need to see less of? And where do you need to maybe put in an effort to meet some new people if you don't feel like you currently have those people? Okay, number seven, you want to impact your health, you want to impact your sleep, you want to impact your life, do you want to feel just god dang glorious? Low lights, one hour before bed. What does this mean? Turn all of your overhead lights off in your house and put lamps on. And obviously, where you don't need light, that's perfect, just turn them off completely. In your lamps, ideally have a lower wattage bulb, like kind of a 40 watt bulb. All of this light is absolutely rocking our circadian rhythms. We wonder why we can't sleep. We wonder why we're constantly anxious. We wonder why we're depressed. We wonder why we toss and turn all night. And we are so disconnected from our roots. And like, I don't want to sound like a complete hippie there. You don't need to go live out in a garden without electricity. Personally, that sounds delightful to me. But like, I I know that's not everyone's jam. And that's a-okay. But can you just just reconnect just a smidge back to mama earth? Like put your toesies on the grass once in a while. And by once in a while, I mean every single day. (laughs) Can you turn the lights off so that your body can process that, hey, it's nighttime out. I'm starting to produce melatonin. You are just going to continually produce energy and run into that constant state of burnout and overwhelm and overrunning yourself if we don't get these lights in check. And it seems like such a simple thing. And I know it took me a while to start practicing it. It was Dr. Andrew Huberman that really engraved it into me. But just really simple, like go about your daily or your evening routine as always, but just make the lights nice and low. Keep the lamps on, turn all your overhead lights off. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Number eight. You're gonna hate this one. You've heard it before. I'm gonna remind you again. Do with it as you please. Avoid your blue light one hour before bed. (sighs) What else are we going to say about this one? It's been talked to death. The rule I like, you know, actually, here, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a side thing here. No phone from 8 p.m. till 8 a.m. Or it kind of depends on your schedule. Do a 12-hour no phone rule, 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. There is countless studies on how the blue light keeps us awake, it prevents melatonin production, it increases anxiety. I know, I love the way Jay Shetty describes this one is when you have your phone first thing in the morning, it's like inviting thousands of people into your bedroom. When you first wake up and right as you're going to sleep, you're in this very specific state, brain state called theta. It's the way you are able to access your subconscious best. 
Side note, we know that the subconscious is in control of 95% of our thoughts, feelings, actions, and only 5% of the is conscious. So you're taking these very, very valuable moments right before you go to bed and right as you wake up, it's your one time to impact your subconscious. No, that's a lie. You can do it in meditation too, but most of us are not actually able to reach that state without lots of training. So for us average bears, this is your opportunity to reach that theta state and reprogram your subconscious mind. Do you want to start taking action instead of always wanting to do something and not doing it and being like, why the fuck don't I do this? Yeah, that's accessing your theta state. That's how you create those changes. Do you want to build new healthy habits? Do you want to become more disciplined, more organized, more chill, more accountable? Do you want to have smarter goals? Reprogram your subconscious mind. Do you want to become more connected to the spirit world? Do you want to become more connected to mama earth? Do you want to learn how to use your intuition to its benefits, to access all the gifts that are inside of you and make your life way easier? Go to your subconscious in that theta state. Instead of distracting yourself with the phone, not only is it going to keep you awake, which is going to affect your weight, it's going to affect your stress, it's going to affect your hormones, it's going to affect your mood. It's also going to affect the ability for you to take effective actions day to day. There are endless benefits to putting that device away for that 12-hour window, 9 p.m. to 9 a.m., 8 p.m., 8 a.m., whatever that looks like. All right. I hope you enjoyed these, my friends. I promise they will make a massive impact in your life. You deserve it. You deserve to be happy and you deserve to feel good. And these are some of the micro actions that can start to create that shift in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you found value in it, please share it to your social media. Give it a five-star rating review. Truly, that is how this podcast grows. That's how I can reach more people. And I appreciate you. I'm so grateful you spent your last 26 minutes with me. And I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. Love you lots. Bye-bye. My friend, thanks so much for sticking around. You know when you really, really want something? Whether it's the healthy body, the business that fills your passion and allows flexibility in life, more ease and control in your day-to-day, you're taking the action without seeing the results. This is because consciously, you absolutely want the thing. Subconsciously, your mind is rerouting you back to the action you have always taken, which is getting you the same old results. Right as you're falling asleep or waking up is your most powerful way to access that subconscious mind. This is something called the theta state. Listening to subliminals is a powerful way to reprogram the subconscious mind while you're in this state. All you have to do with these subliminals is press play and go to sleep. I like to think of it kind of like a protein shake. While a protein shake is absolutely not required to reach your goals, it makes it a hell of a lot easier. Same with subliminals, it's a no extra time to get closer to your goals and your dreams faster, to reroute that old programming and start to build an irresistible life. Click the link in my bio for more.